Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X Grown Up. I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and you can too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners to episode 82 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? This episode, we'll check out a new Amazon series about a mysterious comic book that predicts the end of humanity, test drive some open source software to improve your 3D printing experience, and play a game where you take the role of a deadly pathogen trying to wipe out the human race. It's almost like we have a, like an apocalyptic theme, but it was totally accidental. <laughs> that wasn't my intent to have things that wipe out the human race. Because we all know 3D printing is the end of the world. That's right. <laughs> it's, it, it kind of has been for the last couple episodes. I think maybe we get a shift in gears here in this episode. Before we get into all of those topics, though, uh, I have some fantastic fourth listener email. I have two of them uh, for this episode. The first one comes from John with an H, hey, our longtime John. dedicated patron. Hey, John, thank you. John writes in with the subject line, Action Heroes, referencing our recent backtrack. And he says, Dear Gen X grownups, I just listened to your latest podcast on Action Heroes and had a few comments. First, Pam Greer, yes, please, exclamation Woo-hoo. point. <laughs> Also a fan, he goes on to say, Kurt Russell is my favorite and Big Trouble in Little China is a top 10 movie in my Absolutely. book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would tell you that. Me, you are like this, man. We're, we're in the same sink here. <laughs> and finally, he says, I have a number of the comics George referred to, such as Old Man Jack and others from Boom Studios. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd even heard of those and you referenced them. We, Mo and I hadn't, right, George? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those are based on the Big Trouble in Little China world and Old Man Jack is Jack grown up and he's super old and there's a couple of other ones as well i had no idea now yeah, i didn't I mean, either i'll be in the comic book world i gotta check some of those out because i would like to see some more some more big yeah, trouble yeah, stories absolutely. so john goes on to say only seagal could screw up a marriage to kelly lebron <laughs> <laughs> i'd say he was a loser but he did get further with her than i did yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair point Keep up the great work, John with an H. He's even embraced his nickname, John with an H. Thank you, John. <laughs> Thanks, John. That's awesome. The second email is from Stu Bunky, another Ooh. one of our patrons. The subject line of this one is Debbie Does Bloopers. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, we'll see. Stu Monkey says, Yo, John, just wanted to drop a line and plug your bloopers section as it's one of my favorite things I look forward to in each episode. As I can't recall you ever talking about the bloopers in an actual episode. And I think if you read this email on a future show, other fourth listeners should take <laughs> note of the comedic level of how each show ends. So, yeah, I, I don't know that we've ever really talked about it, but no. early on, I don't know, maybe... Third or fourth episode, uh, I mean, once in a great while, we make mistakes and screw up. Yeah, usually it's, it's me. It's rare, it's rare, but when it happens, you know. <laughs> and we started just slapping some of that stuff on the end of the episode. It's kind of a little Easter egg. Yeah, Stu Monkey said, if you if you haven't uh, listened all the way to the end of shows, you can go back all the way in the catalog for years, and at the end of every episode, 
Uh, he says, may the fourth listener be with you, Stew Monkey. P.S. The tongue-in-cheek reference of Debbie Does Bloopers derived from the Debbie Does Dallas, oh, the classic yeah. Gen X porn movie of 1978, and a reference to today's blooper ending referring to episode 81. So, <laughs> wow. Some deep cuts in there, Stu Monkey. Well done. We really appreciate it, uh, both John and Stu, for writing in. If yeah. uh, you would like Those your email right here on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Uh, every single one gets read, and most of them will make the show. All right. So with that, let's jump into the body of the show right after this. We're about to make these other salad guys green with envy. Announcing the creation of Taco Bell's new taco salad. Sure, we start with garden fresh vegetables. Oh, yeah? Seasoned ground beef. Oh, yeah? Served in a light flaky flour bowl you can eat. Eat the bowl? Oh, no. So try our new taco salad. The envy of all those other guys. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. Well, we're going to get going again with media, as we always do right here at the top. Uh, and again, it has been a struggle. There's so many good things out there that are coming out oh. uh, after the drought that we had of stuff. And I actually struggled a bit. I'm going to wait and go second. I want to start with you, Mo. I sure. want to know what new you have been watching in media. Yeah. And, and to your point, I was like, I had a choice of things to pick from yeah. this week. Oh, yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, which one do I pick? Which one do I pick? But the one I finally wound up choosing is a show on Amazon called Utopia. Have you guys either heard, have you heard of this or watched this or anything? I, I no, hadn't. I haven't. No? Oh, well, George, you definitely should because it's it's based on a comic book. And so the basic story is that there was a comic book that came out years ago in this in the story called Dystopia. And it was about a little girl and her struggle with her dad and all this kind of stuff. And in it, there's like this cult following of people because it's the artwork that they showed was super, super cool. But it's all these little like symbols and all that stuff. And there's a group of people who kind of think that the comic book was predicting all these plagues that have hit people around the world. Hmm. It, the story starts, though, that there's this group of people that clean out like their grandfather's house who died or something like that. And he was like a hoarder. So there's like papers everywhere. And they find another comic book, like the original huge, like, what is it, George? They do like big, big format on the comics when they draw the art out. The originally. giant format? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. When they first draw the art, it's a big thing. And then they scale it down with cameras. Oh, okay. So that's pictures, what they find. Stuff, yeah. They find the big, the big things like that. They find the original artwork then. Yeah. They find the original artwork for a comic book called Utopia, which it says there says, the sequel to Dystopia. Uh, oh, like it never got out of his house? Like it, it never, never got out of his house. Anything. Oh, okay. So he was the author of Dystopia? Yep. Same artwork. Okay. So they look it up and they say, oh my God, because the, the people are not comic book people. And they're like, look it up. They look up Utopia. They find like this huge following. They're like, we can make money on this. So they go to a comic book convention and they auction it off. And people are just going nuts over this thing. And they're only showing each person can come in, look at the cover, and they look at one page. And that's it. <laughs> and then they have to give their bid. And then it gets weird. 
<laughs> Let's just put it that way. Okay. Then the show gets really. So so far, it's a lost comic book story. But right. All of a sudden, there's a seat. This other group is trying to find it, and they're trying to keep people from seeing the comic book, and you don't know why. <laughs> and people are dying, Whoa. and it just takes this weird, weird twist because it starts off as kind of like this group of people that have never met each other finally meet each other in real life because they want to pool their money to buy this comic book and then it winds up becoming this whole chase story and maybe some maybe the comic book's actually true and then you know it's just it's just crazy really really well written they set it up for a second season i binge watched it it's been out for a couple weeks now so it's one of those ones that like each episode is kind of like very heavy so i can only do like one or two at a time and i took a peek at this and it looks like it has like uh Star-wise, John Cusack and Rain Wilson yeah. are in it, right? Oh, yeah, which is awesome. Okay. So it's got Rain some Wilson people be in fun it. to see. I haven't seen him in anything in a little while. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and he actually, he plays a really good role in this. I mean, and John Cusack also plays a real role. And then, the, of course, they have, like, the combo people are very quirky because they spend a lot of time, and, and they, they're, like, on this part of this online chat. You know, one guy's, like, a conspiracy theorist, so he created, like, an old-style bulletin board <laughs> that was nice. where they meet <laughs> on the uh-huh. BBS because nobody <laughs> else would, like, be able to tap into that. But it's, it's a super, super interesting story. Story. I really, I mean, I said I it, it kept me going through episode through episode, and it's it's just it's a really good shot, man. It's it's, it's an original story which I really like, which is kind of hard to you know. It's not like derivative or anything like that. You know, it's just a brand new kind of story. And if nothing else, I started looking up the comic books. I wanted to see this art because <laughs> right. they show pictures of it, mm-hmm. and it looks really really cool. I wonder if they're putting out an actual comic book along with the story. That would be interesting if it yeah. Actually, and I don't know, maybe published maybe the book based on a comic. I have no. I, I uh-huh. haven't okay. gone through any research on that yet. But and this is over on. It's an Amazon original, right? On yep, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Original. Cool. And they and they, they all dropped. You can watch the whole thing. Yep, you can binge watch it. the whole thing. All right. Utopia, Utopia. on Amazon Prime. All right. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So how about you? What do you got, John? Well, I said I watch a lot of stuff. You know, oddly, even though there's a lot of stuff to watch, there's a lot of new TV. There's a lot of movies that are out. Weird, like indie films that you never heard of, and I try to mm-hmm. look at stuff like that. And I watched a lot of stuff. But what I decided to talk about today was actually a series I discovered that I'd never, ever heard of in my life. And now I'm absolutely devoted and addicted to because it's just so charming. It was a Canadian series that originally started in 2004 called Corner Gas. Oh, that's the thing you got me hooked on. Yeah. So this is a super, super charming show. Let me just give you the premise. (laughs) So it started in 2004, ran for six seasons on Canadian television. It's about this little corner gas station in a tiny town called Dog River that's 60 kilometers from the next major town. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Connected to the gas station is a little diner. And the story is all about the guy that runs the gas station, his longtime childhood buddy, the lady that runs the diner, uh, some parents, the cops. And it feels like either a grown up, much older and modern Andy Griffith show Mm -hmm. or a very watered down Parks and Recreation. It's the same kind of lighthearted interaction between the people kind of show. And it was created by Brent Butt, who's the guy who stars in it. He's the guy that runs the gas station. And this thing has had such a, a legacy. First, it ran for six seasons on television as a live action show. And then after they ended in 2009 or 2010, I think, there was so much demand for it that they did a movie based on the TV show in 2014. <laughs> and then starting in 2018, 18, they did an animated show 
based on the exact same thing with all the same voice actors. And not only is that a thing, but it's still going on. It's been renewed for a third season. So there's really? still more corner gas coming. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. On top of that. So is it, Nemo, you had never heard of this. Have you heard never. of this at all, George? No, uh, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah. So, I mean, you like Parks and Rec. You like I probably did. Andy Griffith mm-hmm. show and The Office, obviously, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not even, it's not like a talk to the camera workplace comedy so much. But it is such a like a palate cleanser. Like if you watch the uh, a pandemic movie or you watch The Walking Dead or you watch Fargo, these heavy things, and then to watch one of these little 20, it's I think it's the reason that I think The Office is so go backable and watch over and over again. It's because there's nothing heavy in it. You love the characters. The people in it are fun. The actors are nice. And it's all kind of understated. And the best part about it, I think for me, is that nothing in it is mean spirited. Everybody more or less likes each other and they were respect each other, but it's like friendly ribbing all the time. Like they're just poking at each other and man, corner gas, what a hidden gem that I had no idea even existed. So if you are looking for, if you, you've rewatched the office 20 times, George, or you've rewatched, (laughs) I'm in the middle of season four again right now. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. Yep. This is something that I, I could see adding into my rotation of things I go back and rewatch. I haven't even watched all that there is. There's so many seasons of it, but I started watching it a few weeks ago. So you can watch the original one on uh, Amazon. You can go and watch it there. I don't know if it's included in Prime, but it's definitely available there. I used your Just Watch app and uh, I couldn't find the animated anywhere else, but you you can find it on George's public domain if you look hard enough. <laughs> uh, but boy, there's so much of it to look at. And I, I don't know, I just thought everything that was in North America, we saw like Canada sees our shows and movies <laughs> <laughs> and we see their shows and movies. How I missed this for, what, 16 years now? Came and gone? Yeah. Corner Gas is something you should really seek out and find a way to watch it. So, Mo, I turned you onto it. Do you have oh any my God. Uh, it's, yeah, comments about it? Oh, psh, are you kidding? Like you said, it's like a more, just as like, it's just a, just a funny show, right? It's it's not trying to get any deep message. You know, it's just mm-hmm. entertainment. That's all it is. And the characters are just freaking hilarious. And it's such a simple, like the town is like you said, it's a small town. And I, I love the, there's one episode where they, they each like to get new uh, cell phones. And right. these two guys are competing because he's like, oh, that's yours. Let me put mine. He's like, yours is so much smaller than mine. And, <laughs> and then the whole episode is just like them like competing, like the whole like kind of theme running through the whole episode was them like trying to out small phone each other. And the guy's like, he's just, it's not the size that matters, but whether or not it works. you know. And they just keep thought, like, oh, my God, he's just, this is the smallest one in the world. Da, 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 you know? As, when I saw that episode, it reminded me of, uh, of, of George and me in the early 90s trying to out computer each other, get a slightly faster computer over and over. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> right. it, was, it was just, it was a friendly rivalry, but it wasn't like, no, damn you and your phone is like, oh, yours a little bit faster. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, it's clever writing, right? It's yeah. never mean spirited, but it's always kind of, kind of cheeky. It just goes to show you that the Canadians are just better people than us in the United States. They, they clearly <laughs> know how to write the comedy that it, it's friendly and approachable and, and good stuff. The one thing I think they did that made it just a really good is the adding the, the outsider, which is the person who owns a diner because she adds a right. different perspective that to the show. As I said, it's just an awesome show. Well, there's a couple of new shows to check out, Utopia and Corner Gas. All right, we're going to take a look at what's new in tech and toys right after this. Monday, it's Dick Clark with hilarious animal bloopers, a super salute to the American automobile. And Michael Douglas plays a practical joke on Danny DeVito. Then, teenage lovers, if their families don't stop them, the police will. I want you to come with me away. I love my town and my people. Christopher Atkins stars in Child Bride of Short Creek, Monday. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? 
The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Oh my God, this is like the best day for checking toys ever. <laughs> ever. Why is that? Because Why? I'm going to let George go first because he has to be a happy person right now. Drum well, roll, I don't please. have to be. First of all, <laughs> well, you, you might not have known me very long if you think I have to be a happy person. <laughs> okay, good point, good point. How about I'm hoping that you'll be more happy than you were previously. We're hopeful for you. That's right. I I'm am as far as tech and toys are concerned. Yeah, I'm yes. a little bit happier. I did <laughs> get my Creality 6R. <laughs> All right. And yes. it came unannounced. I, I literally I came home from uh, work going off to work to do something. I came back and there it was sitting on the doorstep. I'm like, no tracking information, no alerts, no emails. No yeah, phone call. Same no, thing. It was just sitting on the bo- box, just sitting on the porch. And I'm like, OK, great. That's awesome. So I did not set it up immediately, though, because I was like doing a bunch of other stuff. So it took a little bit of time and I was trying to figure out where to put it, because mm-hmm. you want to make sure it's in a room that you know, it, it's got to stay there and it gets a little mm-hmm. warm and there's some smells sometimes off the plastics and everything. So I moved it around two or three different places once I got it set up, which by the way, setup was a breeze on this thing. It was like eight bolts total. I yeah. think something like that. I mean, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. You just put the gantry on and then you put the little display on and that was pretty much it. Uh, connect up the cables and the cable management on this thing is awesome. The bed, I did get the extra PEI or PIE or whatever the hell that that little flexible metal bed that has a magnet on it. So you mm, can just okay. take it off of the printer and snap your print off instead of having to use the mm-hmm, big scraper mm-hmm. on the glass and everything. So far, I've printed probably 10 different things um, <laughs> oh, since I yeah. got it. Doesn't take and, long, does it? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, some to of the prints. It, I mean. I, yeah, I started off uh, using the baked in slicer software that came with it, mm-hmm. which is based on Cura. But mm-hmm. very quickly, thanks to help from John and from Stubaka and a few other people, I've switched over to the Prusa slicer. It's much easier to use. The interface is a lot better. You like that one? Cool. Nice. Yeah. And I'm tweaking a few things here and there now that I understand what the different settings mean and how to use them and stuff. The one that just finished this morning, I know Bioshock is a game that's near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. We mentioned that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I printed out a tower, the tower that you go into when you're first starting the game, you know, that's out in the oh, middle yeah. of the water. Oh, right. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. So I found a model of that and I printed out the only thing that got messed up on it is at the very top there's like this little statue piece that's like a man holding a globe right right you know, kind yep. of art deco style mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the little globe part got messed up so i'm i'm gonna see if i can like just print just that part and cut it mm-hmm. off because the rest of the model came out beautiful i mean it's just gorgeous and our goal me and my son is to take and print a whole bunch of the Bioshock buildings and characters and stuff off and then build an aquarium set with them. Oh, very cool. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. But oh, so far, perfect. having a ton of fun. This thing is awesome. It's got a great build volume, as you guys have talked about when you mm-hmm. got your 3D printers like a month and a half ago or <laughs> right. two months ago. Far too long ago. We won't talk about that. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I'm having a good time with it and I look forward to printing more stuff and Apparently, my wife is even happy with it because she's, you guys know, she's very strict on money. 
And I always yeah. have to ask permission, but she loves this little thing. And the first thing she said was, but you only have the one color. And I'm like, well, that's what it came with. <laughs> and she's like, but you need more colors. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you have to buy those. And they're like 15 to $25 for a reel. For spool, and she's yeah. like, well, that's fine. Just buy them. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> Just the other day, I needed she's to ready. buy something for our fish tank that was $20. And you said, can we wait a little while on that? But this, you want me to go spend two or $300 just to have different colors. So don't you argued? I can't believe you argued. <laughs> no, it's just the, you know, the fact that she like $20 on the fish tank. No, no, but a hundred dollars on color. Okay, sure. That's a, it's a fun new toy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'll have to give you a link and we'll uh, have most throw it in the show notes too. I found a, uh, a nice selection of colors, like eight or nine colors for like 130 bucks and included a glow in the dark and silver. I'm like, Oh, Ooh, okay. Nice. Yeah, nice. So that, they, they're like half size reels, but it's a nice selection, especially getting started that I went with. But I have a question for you, George. So, now that you have finally have gone through the same experience, um, I want to ask you if you had a similar experience that I did. So for you and me, this was our first 3D printer. Mo had already had mm-hmm. one. He'd had one for a while. I was intimidated might be a kind of a strong word, but this is the first time in a long time that I've opened a new piece of technology and I was like, I know so little about this. It feels like, it felt like that early day of of computing when it's like, mm-hmm. well, what ISA slot do you need? And, and do, do you have to put in this before? What size RAM? All those things. Back when it was a mystery, did you have any similar, how was your experience like the first time getting into it? Did you just feel natural? Did you have no trouble with it? Or what was your just emotional experience getting that setting up the first time oh yeah no i was totally fucked as soon as i opened the box (laughs) no i was totally screwed because i'm like and i think it's because i'm older now like if i was 20 i don't think it would have been that big of a deal but because now i'm almost 50 we're setting our ways there and i'm like i'm like i don't want to screw this up because (laughs) a i spent you know several hundred dollars on it and so money has a different value set to me now than it did when i was 20 and number two i don't think i can get this very easily because of the struggle and pain that I went through just getting this one to the door. I don't want to mess up the one that I have and then be with, you know, oh, it would have yeah. just been a horrible oh, yeah, experience. Yeah. So there was a lot of nerves opening up that box. I took a lot of pictures when I first got it and put them in our Discord channel like, oh, look, I mm-hmm. got the gold build plate thing and I got these extra nozzles and I got this and what the hell is all this stuff? And everybody's just <laughs> laughing at me. You know, like, I didn't put it together for probably two hours after I got it just because I was, I was kind of nervous about, you know, where to put it and how to set it up. What if the table shakes while it's printing, you know? Yeah. It's a fun new world of uh, like discovery and experience again that I thought I was largely done with those. Like I wouldn't have any more of those in my life. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to be like sappy or, you know, sentimental, but it was a cool feeling to have that kind of a, the kit computer secret club kind of feeling again with a piece of tech. And that was, that was neat. Yeah. I mean, that's what I kind of, I thought about it too, is like, you know, when you first get it, it's like, I felt like you said the early days of computers where, mm-hmm. you know, you have a community of people and they all have these little like tweaks and tricks and stuff that kind of help you along. It's like a very supportive community yeah. of people yeah. like, of like-minded people who are like, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Oh, I don't know what I would have done without the people on our Discord channel. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? We have a whole whole little channel in there just for that. And you ask a question and three or four people are like, try this, check that, do this. Here's the thing. You want to chat? Whatever. Oh, wow. That's been great. Yeah, cool. So I'm so glad you finally got yours, George. Woo-hoo. I'm excited to Yeah, to I mean, I still hate projects. the company. Don't get me wrong. Well, no, yeah, I get yeah, it. I, I love get my it. printer, yeah, but I get it. reality still yep. to this yep. day. No, But, but I, yay I, for your own printer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, and I will be 
be getting another printer. I've already decided I'm going to, the next printer, once I get this one dialed in and I'm printing stuff regularly and I'm happy with the prints, I will move over to a resin printer for some detailed work, like some yeah, different little so, statue huh? stuff. Wow. Yeah, no question. I'll move over to that. But again, it'll be, you know, a smaller one. It'll be two or three hundred dollars. And, yep. you know, it's, it's a fun hobby to get into, but it's definitely a hobby. I mean, I know some people have made businesses out of this. They have yeah. like warehouses full and storage yeah. units full of these just printers print and farms right print and print and print <laughs> yeah. but for me no it's just the exploration of it that's yep. awesome yep speaking of that exploration i know that most something you want to talk about in tech and toys is a direct riff off of our newfound love for 3d printing tell us what you have discovered oh yeah it's a thing called octoprint um which is Aha. again i found yep. out about through our discord channel yep thank you because you know when you get these 3d printers you can either print it from an sd card you know and yep. you just mm-hmm. kind of copy the right. files to your sd card and you plug it in and it does have a usb port though that you could plug it into a computer and print directly from a computer as well and kind of tie up your computer right but you have to tie kinda, up, yeah exactly your yeah. computer always has to be on you have to make sure it's positioned near your computer and all that stuff so i like i didn't bother with it so it was one of our patrons that actually turned me on to this as a Stubaka? Stubaka, yeah. It was Stubaka, okay. It was Tubaka who did it, and um, it's a thing called Octoprint, and they have a version called Octopi, which works on a Raspberry Pi computer, which, you know, those little super tiny computers that are less than 100 <laughs> yep. bucks, and yep. you know, all in one board. I mean, it's like a credit card. So it's ridiculously small. But anyway, I, I went for that. I bought a little kit that had a case and everything, which is probably more than I needed to buy. Looked at the instructions, downloaded it, the OS to a SD card, plugged it in, and it just worked. It was, it was mm-hmm. the easiest thing to set up in the world. And basically, it worked as a little computer for your 3D printer for less than a hundred bucks. Yeah, I went down this rabbit hole with you. I sure did. <laughs> yep, exactly. And it, the cool thing is that now I don't have to worry about moving SD cards. I can monitor my print from anywhere. There's a computer in my house for my iPad or whatever. I can just take a look to see how it's printing because it, you can hook a camera up to it and it'll actually do live video as it's printing. It gives you progress. It's, it's great. The whole takeaway, aside from it just being a little computer that drives it for me, was that it runs a little web server. Yeah. So from anywhere on your network, you can go and look and see what your printer's doing. You can look at the camera, like you said, which is really cool. It'll do time-lapse videos of the thing printing. Mm-hmm. You can adjust temperatures on the fly. It literally drives your 3D printer from a web browser and you can see what's happening and adjust it and modify it and have full control over it. And and it's, it's extensible. It has plugins and crazy oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's so much cool stuff. You can even set it up so that you can monitor from anywhere in the world through the internet if yeah, you want yeah. to. And they advise to put some tight security on it because you can imagine <laughs> somebody has in your system just starts printing crap on your printer that would be bad that would be bad or makes it like go to 500 degrees and just explode you come in the room like two days later what why is there a whole bunch of phalluses printed on my 3d printer (laughs) what happened because you know that's exactly what they would do Mm -hmm. that's right absolutely that's what i would do if i had access to your printer george But yeah, it's it's just a, a super handy tool. I, I I strongly recommend George that you even look into this because it, it will make your printing experience easier and even more pleasurable. Well, I already have several Raspberry Pis laying around, yeah. so oh, do you? Absolutely. software yeah. on it and hooking it up wouldn't be a problem at all. But right now, my 3D printer's in my office, so my camera watching it is me. <laughs> <laughs> I turn my head slightly and I see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, you'd mentioned, George, that you had to find a place to make it live, and I end up, the place I found 
found was the opposite corner of the house in our like our guest bedroom on the corner there. And I put it in there. Like, if I have any guests, I guess screw those people. But <laughs> there's a printer in there now. And <laughs> so it's a long walk to the other <laughs> corner of the house. So just the ability to just take a glance and see, make sure it's doing okay. That sort of thing is really neat. And it was the first Raspberry Pi project for me. So I actually got a little taste of that same kind of, oh, this is the first time with a new piece of tech doing the Octoprint. So that was an added bonus. Awesome. Okay. I think that's enough about 3D printing. Uh, <laughs> John, do you have something uh, non-3D printing to talk about? I do. And it, it was a surprise to me. So we've talked a little bit about using Android Auto and Apple CarPlay in, in our vehicles and that kind of thing. And I know, George, you and I both have Android Auto. Mo, mm-hmm. you, you don't use CarPlay because your vehicle radio doesn't have that. But you know mm-hmm. the concept that we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so what I discovered by accident was something new in Google, or at least new to me. Uh, I know it's relatively new. And you can use it outside of Android Auto, but I discovered it there. So I want to talk about it in that context. To get there, let me explain that I use my Android Auto every single time I'm in my car. I plug in my phone. And then you you talk to it. You say, okay, Google. And it says, what do you want? You know, I want to call this person or tell me the weather or navigate to Best Buy or whatever you want to do, right? And what I would often do is I would try to be very conversational with my, my Google Assistant and I would say, okay, Google. And she would say, what? I would say, let's go home. And she used to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that right now. I'm like, all right, Right. navigate to home. And it was fine. Well, the other day I forgot and I said, let's go home again. And the Google assistant through Android Auto said, congratulations, you found the new Google routines. Here's what I'm going to do with let's go home. We're navigating home. Here's the route. It looks like clear traffic. Let's check for new text messages. Nope, no new text messages. Here's the weather for your drive home. Now I'm going to play the news for you. By the way, you can change all these settings in your Android Assistant. I'm like, what? Okay, so Google just evolved and I'm running for the hills. What the hell is going on now? I know, really. It ends with, and you have been very nice to me, John. (laughs) Therefore, I will kill you last. by the way, we're married now. (laughs) So I did go digging in and I don't know how long this has been around, but... I've started playing with these routines and they're so awesome, especially for in the car. But the concept is it's like a macro that you can teach your your Android assistant. And by the way, I always thought of Android assistant as just another name for Siri. It's just a voice commands. But this literally is making it an assistant. So you can choose what you say. The pre-built ones are like, let's go home. And there's a list of things that you can have it do. So for example, when you get in the car and say that, maybe you text certain people, I'm on my way home automatically. Maybe you resume a podcast from where you left off. Maybe you change the thermostat stat in your house because you're on your way. All that can be done with a single command that you build. On top of that, you can have it do everything like that for you on a schedule. They have one in there that's disabled by default in, if you open your Thank phone God. and check it out <laughs> called work days. And so Monday through Friday, it's set. So at 7.30, it tells you the time and tells you how the weather is today. At nine o'clock, you, you can, it can say, hey, it's time to stand up and take a stretch, go get a coffee. At noon, it can say it's time for lunch. We'll text somebody. You can literally have it do automatic tasks on a timer based on time of day or geolocation. I had no idea this was in my Android. It was like a free new tech toy that just appeared <laughs> that I started playing with. That's pretty cool. I mean, it sounds like it'd be kind of useful too, actually. Like it's actually something that could be used, you know, as opposed to some I mean, of these other things. I mean, it sounds like they're like, going the route that Amazon and, you know, her assistant, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want everybody's devices yes, to start popping it'll start off talking. Right. <laughs> but it sounds a lot like what's happened with that because that whole community, you know, there's like thousands and millions of people developing these little things that allow that device to do those kinds of 
things that you're talking about, but it sounds like that Google is doing this themselves and you're just getting to use it, that you're not developing it. Yeah, yeah, it's just little pieces. I mean, imagine, for example, George, you and I are going to meet for lunch, right? So I could, if we say we do that regularly, maybe once every couple of weeks we meet for lunch. And so I could put a task, uh, you know, we're always going to meet at this same McDonald's or something, I'm pretty uninspired, but you could literally say, meet George for lunch. And the task could be navigate to this McDonald's, text George, I'm on my way, and play some music, right? That could be built in. And you could do as many of those as you want. It, it, it comes right along for the ride in your Android. Hmm, sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should check cool. it out. Now, I assume there's got to be something like this in Siri mode. So you've got to poke around. I know you're- I'm sure. If there's not, there's one more reason you can come over to the light side if you are so inclined. <laughs> so I'm happy in the dark side. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Look, it's magic. It's a special kind of magic. It's Aquafresh's triple protection formula. Nobody else has it. Fights cavities with all the fluoride of the leading paste. Freshens breath with all the freshener of the leading gel. Clean stained film with gentle, effective cleaners. Concentrated in one complete toothpaste. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on, it wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on CannedAirPodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, time for the Generation <laughs> X game segment. Never gets old. Never, yeah, it gets old every time I do it now. Uh, <laughs> you can't stop now. No, because it's like another <laughs> podcast further along, so it's always getting older. Um, <laughs> it's like a child that's rearing its ugly head at me every time. I want a cookie. Um, <laughs> I know only a couple of us have games today to talk about, but I'll start with Mo first. Mo, what are you playing this week? Sure. It's a relatively new game. It's been out for about a year, but it's still in early access, which I still have a lot of issues with that <laughs> just as a concept. <laughs> yeah. It's called Satisfactory. So is that, is that an evaluation of the game? Like it's I was going to say, that doesn't make me want to run out and buy it. This game is satisfactory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's one of those games I've been. It's one of the ones that keeps popping up on my. I think it's on uh, mostly on my Epic board. And you know, every time you kind jump the, on, the you it might says, like this. You might tiles. like this thing. Yeah, yeah. it keeps coming mm-hmm. up over and over again. Just like the Netflix screen board that pops exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Watch the show. Watch the show. Watch the show. <laughs> submit. You must submit. Yeah. Jesus. Christ. You know you want to watch it. The actual blurb about the game is a first-person open-world factory building game with a dash of exploration and combat. That's hmm. the description of the game. And I can see why they recommend it to me because it definitely appeals me because you're basically building like a, a factory and you have like things that manufacture raw materials into this and you have conveyor belts that take that raw materials to these other things that construct, that combine these things to make these things. And and there's all these goals you have to try to do to build these things. And as you advance, you can build more sophisticated items. You can have conveyor belts running freaking everywhere, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> conveyor belts are awesome. So open world conveyor belt toy that sounds fun already i mean that's basically what it is and then as you advance like you get like for your first power plants use biofuel so in other words you have to go around collecting like leaves and wood and crap like that but then that's not very efficient and then eventually you work up to using coal power and all these other things and and it, it's funny because it's the the open world is amazing to look at um it's like this alien world with these alien animals like some of them are harmless and just sort of wander around some will attack you and you you're running around and it's it's i think it's a procedural world i'm not sure 
sure whether mm-hmm. it's auto generated or flat, but right. there are things though, like these little hidden, like also you look and you find a hidden cave and you're like, oh, a cave. And you walk in there and there's all these other resources that you needed were in there. And oh, okay. Like a little, like a, like a hidden cache of uh, a place to get, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, a like de- oh, mineral that's deposit where I find or something. Yeah. Mushrooms or whatever. And, when I, and it's a huge world too. It's funny because after I, you know, I, when I first started playing, you know, I was building crap everywhere. You know, just, just building shit wherever it's convenient. And, you mm-hmm. know, I had all these conveyor belts running all over each other. I had like eight levels of conveyor belts because they kept running into each other. And, and finally I was like, okay, this is bad. And I wiped, just destroyed everything and started from scratch. <laughs> so, but then it quickly went back in the same state, but still it took longer. But like I said, it was definitely, it's a fun game. You can even do multiplayer, which I haven't tried yet. Well, like at the same time on the same map? Yeah, on the same map. Like, like, you, like you collaborative building, building your own. Thing? Oh, okay. It was building your own things. You could share resources. You could connect each other's resources to each other. It's just something very satisfying about like building like this massive Rube Goldbergish kind of conveyor belt system mm-hmm. that at the end builds you a computer. <laughs> You're like, cool, <laughs> you know, I have okay. a computer yeah. now. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's also one of these games that it actually takes like time for these things to happen. Like when you build something, it doesn't happen like immediately. It says like you could build these things take you build 10 a minute or something like that. Right. So mm-hmm. I wind up setting things up and then going back to work. <laughs> you know, I spent five minutes setting something up and then come back to work, check on it every an hour I'm like oh okay i have enough of these now and then i go kind of do something else right. so you said it's early access but it's yep. uh, how's it how's it priced what'd you pay for it i paid 30 bucks yeah okay like a, Which is a not new-ish game yeah a new-ish game so it's not awful i'm definitely going to get my quarries out of this i don't think it's a game for everybody but if you're one of these kind of ocd like building complicated stuff people like i am <laughs> you mm-hmm. know this is definitely the game for you sounds kind of like a like a sim city sort of build stuff playground but with the interaction yeah. and the resource management and the resource exactly. harvesting and some and combat because some of the monsters will attack oh you. the monsters too okay right. <laughs> so so w- would you rate it yet would you give it any kind of a rating or is it too early right now because it's early access i probably would give it three tokens you know okay. it's good so it's all right good enough Yep. Yeah, good enough. I think they have to. They still have some bugs and stuff they have to work out, but it seems pretty close to finish, though. So, right, but I think cool. once they kind of get all these last few kinks worked out, I could definitely see it moving up to a four-token game. All right, very good. Let's shift gears then and go over to you, George. So, once again, we're working our way through the alphabet of old humble bundle titles that you hadn't played or you've yeah. forgotten about. And this right. episode and is brought we... to you by the letter. <laughs> so right now we're on the letter P, and mm, letter P okay. again, another one of those letters that you know okay there should be some games out there but there might not be as many as you think you know but i did find a game that oddly enough was a game that i first started playing on my cell phone long long time ago as a free game back Mm -hmm. when i first got a smartphone i think uh it's called plague inc and this one is plague inc evolved so Ah, okay evolved part is essentially that it's moved over to the pc um (laughs) that's about as evolved (laughs) as it gets it's basically the same concept the same game that you played on your phone but this one, it because it's moved over to your PC now and they have more room to work with, the graphics are a little bit nicer. They have a little bit more ability to add new things to the game more often. And it's it's a fun game so far. Okay. So what's the, it's, I, I know a lot of people played it on their phone. What's the basic concept? What is it? What do you do in it as a plague? Yeah. So 
I'll read the description straight off of Steam. So Plague okay. Inc. Evolved is a unique mix of high strategy and terrifying realistic simulation. Your pathogen has just infected patient zero. Now you must bring about the end of human history by evolving a deadly global plague whilst adapting against everything humanity can do to defend itself. Yeah. That's, so That's a little a on bit, the nose for 2020, yeah, isn't it? Right? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's a flip, right? Because you're not, it's, it's not you trying to wipe out the plague. It's the plague trying to wipe out everybody else so you know they like you are flip over yeah you're it yeah the game does have some other things like there is a versus mode so apparently you can play against other people i haven't tried that yet (laughs) plague versus plague which one is gonna kill everyone first (laughs) who kills the most (laughs) i did find it interesting that because they update this game quite often like i said the new graphic on it right now on steam in the store says plague inc evolved fake news and there's like a little guy holding a phone (laughs) that says fake news i'm like yeah okay they're definitely paying attention to world events right now so so like an expansion no it just seems to be you know the new graphic for the new game they just keep adding things to the game so it's not an expansion that you have to download like dlc or anything like that okay oh they keep adding kind of content to it yeah it's just new things you can do inside the game they do have some dlc from the original game that like they have one that you could do like a zombie apocalypse oh really okay yeah where you're controlling the virus that's not available in steam so not not the evolved version okay gotcha yeah like in steam the only thing you can buy is you can buy Plague Inc. Evolved, or there's a bundle out there with that and another game called Rebel Inc., which I haven't played. And then there is the soundtrack to the Plague Inc. Evolved. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a good, solid game, though. It's one of those games that you can play probably in... I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, probably due to its origins being a cell phone game. It's not a great price right now on Steam. I don't think I would purchase it at the price that it is right now, which is $14.99. To me, that's a little steep for this game, but it's worth playing if you can find it at a cheaper price, maybe through um, istthereanydeal.com. Yeah. I would take a look through there and see if you can find it for like five or 10 bucks. Five bucks, it's an insta buy. Okay. Well, speaking of price, let's talk about our spreadsheet now. So now we've added P, the Plague Inc. Evolved. Sure. Where did you get it? How much did you pay for it? And where are we at on your adventure? So the release date of this game was uh, February of 2016. I bought this through the Humble Strategy Simulator bundle in November of 2017. Mm-hmm. For that bundle, I paid $6.05. There were 11 items in the bundle. So <laughs> this individual <laughs> game cost me $0.55. Cents. So that, that was price. well worth it. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, that was well worth it. I did give it a rating of four tokens out of five because it's one of those games that you can pick up, play it for 15 minutes, put it down and feel satisfied. And that's a lot of times that's what I want to do. I just want to play a game for like 10 or 15 minutes, maybe, you know, as a break during my day or, um, you know, like I've been watching some intense show or something like that, like Mo was talking about earlier. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to watch. I want to have something that's just mindless and can click a few buttons and watch things happen. So or you're yeah. on a conference call that you don't want to pay attention to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you would Not do that, that I would ever do that. Mind you, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of people doing that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> it's a thing I heard. All right. Now we know where we're at. We're up to P and uh, however, in addition to the, uh, your A to Z, we've been given away one of those little used steam keys each episode. Do you have a giveaway for this episode? I do. Uh, awesome. and it's related to our last episode. So the, subject line for this email ought to be something along the lines of oops i did it again um because 
<laughs> we're talking about the Steam Key being System Shock 2. So the last time we gave away <laughs> System Shock Enhanced Edition, yep. this one is System Shock 2. So yeah, it's, you know, if you enjoyed the first Bioshock game, the System Shock games are a lot of fun to get back into. They're kind of the spiritual predecessors of the Bioshock series. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Subject line must be, oops, I did it again. Yep. And if you're the first <laughs> one, you'll receive a key to unlock System Shock 2. Nice. And, uh, probably in Steam, I'm guessing, right? Oh yeah, all these are in yeah. Steam. All these in Steam. All right, cool. All right, we're humming right along with those, George. How many do we have left? You're up to P? You're getting close to the end. Yeah, Whew. yeah, we've got uh, Q through Z left, so... That's going to knock it know, out. It'll be interesting. Q is, you know, that's another hard letter, so... That's, I can't wait to see what Q is. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> I know you have it picked. <laughs> I do have it picked, yep. All right, cool. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks. When you earn a break, there's a great new way to enjoy it. Take five light wafers, silky peanut cream in Hershey's milk chocolate. The richness of a candy bar without the heaviness. So it makes your break fulfilling without feeling you're full. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You probably already know as we round out the back half of the show here, we'd like to take just a second to talk about what we're looking forward to, what things will be released or we can uh, enjoy or buy or consume between now and the next time we get together. <laughs> and I want to talk about a new series that just started. For me, it's a few days in the future. For you, it came out on October 6th, just a couple days ago, uh, but is in a series, so it's not a binge show. And it's called Next. Now, this is Next, Next with a capital X, but the N is little. It's kind of computery huh. and kind of leet speak looking. There's a series on Fox that looks really interesting interesting to me. We were just talking about our uh, Android Auto uh, helping us out and taking over the world because it's gained sentience. And that's what this series is about. There's this kind of Alexa-esque assistant called Eliza that's uh, very, very Amazon-y. And uh, the guy who created it, he worked really hard at it, but it has gained sentience and it's starting to do things people don't want and kind of take over the world and hurt people. And so he's teaming up with uh, some agents to try to somehow stop his AI that he created. And just the trailer looked really interesting to me. So started October 6th on Fox called Next. Interesting. I don't know. I didn't see anybody in it that I knew, but it looked pretty interesting and timely for the times we're living in too. Nice. Okay. Mo, how about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to one I think we're all looking forward to, which is the next season of Star Trek Discovery. Ah, uh, yeah. I still have to start watching the last season, so... <laughs> Oh, oh my God. Still behind? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's coming out October 15th. Uh, the yep. next episode. And let me tell you, where they left the end of the last season that we don't want to talk about because we don't want to ruin it for George, I want to see where the hell the show's going to go. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued about where the show, how, what, what direction the show's going to go now. Yeah, I'm also intrigued, but oddly, I am not excited. Really? I, I, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. Obviously, I'm a damn Trekkie. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm interested in seeing it, but they're taking it in such a weird direction based on what I've seen so far that I'm not sure if it's the Star Trek I want to see. And I, I sound like a jaded Star Trek guy, like that's not real Star Trek. I've loved Discovery so far. What they're doing with it is interesting, and I'm I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. But there's a lot of shakeup with the whole Star Trek oh, yeah. CBS All Access thing, right? I mean, that guy he got removed from basically the whole thing. They're changing mm-hmm. it from CBS All Access to some other name now, and like CBS Plus or some uninspired thing like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, they're com- and it's because they said that it's essentially all this Star Trek stuff that that guy was trying to do is basically failing. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't feel like it's reaching the audiences they expected it to to drive that whole service. You know, they wanted Star Trek to drive that into a whole new Netflix type of a service, and it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, there are some the good things coming out of it. I mean, Lower Decks has been amazing and oh, yeah. uh, the, the Picard series was great. Mm-hmm. Discovery is a different kind of Star Trek that I've been cool with, but now they're taking the different kind of Star Trek that I finally got used to and they're throwing it in a totally weird direction. And I'm like, okay, what's it going to be? But yeah, like you, Mo, I'm looking forward to it. And George, are you going to catch up on your Discovery? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, eventually, probably, maybe. Well, I think we'll that's, a sign of, that's a sign of this series. Like you're enjoying it, but you're not dying to see it. So that's hmm. interesting. I, I think that says something, doesn't it? Right. Well, George, speaking of, what are you looking forward to? I mean, talking about shows that drive these services, right? And that's what it's really all about in this day and age. You know, as TV shifts from the old model of what we were used to, John, appointment TV back when we were kids, all the way through to now online streaming and on demand and binge watching and whatnot, Mm -hmm. you really need series or shows to really sell your service to the audience. It's one thing to go on a platform and start watching some stuff that you already know that's been out there, like some movies that were popular in a theater or yep. maybe a TV series that was super hot, you know, 10 years ago or something like that. But in order for the series and the channel and the service to stay and evolve, it's got to have new content that grabs people's attentions and makes them say, you know what, this thing is worth $12 a month or this thing is worth $6 oh, a yeah. month or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. right? Cough, cough, Cobra Kai, cough, cough, cough. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. Like <laughs> you, Cobra you Kai. You need the killer app. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's moved from the service that it was over into yeah, Netflix, Netflix now. So it's just, it up. you know, they're the not big idiots. Behemoth. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But Disney Plus is a new service that people are still really hot about, and it's still evolving and growing as it comes. I had canceled Disney Plus about two oh, and a really? half months ago. Yeah, because okay. I just wasn't seeing enough new content on there to make me want to keep a hold of it. And all the stuff that it had was stuff I had already watched or already had and didn't really need to stay with it. I don't care anything about Hulu. And the ESPN Plus part of the package was really acting weird. Like, if you're ESPN Plus, right, mm-hmm. you're the sports network. That's what I should be able to watch any sports thing I want on that. But it kept nickel and diming me saying, oh, well, if you want to watch this mm-hmm. game, you have to subscribe to this part. And if you want to watch oh, no, this, no, you know, no, no. And I'm like, uh, no, no, OK, I'm not doing these microtransaction bullshit things with my streaming <laughs> services. However, I've said a lot to get to the point that there is a new series on Disney Plus that's going to make me resubscribe to that package, and it's Ooh. called The Right Stuff. Like the space and stuff? Mo, this ought to be of particular interest to you. It's based off the original novel and movie oh. from the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is going back to the 
the original Apollo program of NASA, going oh, back man. to seeing all the, you know, the shepherds and the Shiraz and all those actors. Right. And it's got some, it's got some good talent in it. Uh, it's got some people that were on Mad Men. It's got some people that were in a whole bunch of different series. So I'm really looking forward to this and it's going to make me resubscribe to the Disney Plus package. Wow. They're oh, doing wow. something right then, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they, they caught you. <laughs> it starts on October 9th. So oh, that'll soon. be just awesome. the next day to, you know, tomorrow right after you hear this podcast episode and mm-hmm. if you haven't subscribed to disney plus this might be one that will make it worth it for you or the mandalorian the mandalorian <laughs> is great but you gotta wait forever yeah, in between the yeah. seasons and that's When's why that i happen, canceled right? it because i'm like i'll yep. just wait till the mandalorian comes back out and right. then i'll yeah, resubscribe right. and then once mandalorian is done i'll turn it off again, <laughs> turn it off again. <laughs> but this right, might awesome. make me right you know stuff. stay yeah. with it for a while yeah i'm definitely gonna look forward to that thanks for pointing that out all right sounds good sweet thanks I decided to test Heinz ketchup myself to see why more folks choose it. And you know what happened? Heinz didn't run. Then I tasted Heinz because to me that's proof. One taste and I knew which ketchup I liked best. Unbeatably thick, rich Heinz is America's three to one choice over any other single ketchup. Taste it for yourself. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy, plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is just about going to wrap it up for episode 82 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Now, before we leave, I want to give a quick shout out to the guys who run great events like uh, the Southern Fried Gaming Expo and Wayback Weekend uh, up in Atlanta. With the pandemic hitting them, they actually f- turned and focused their talents into another endeavor. And that is a brand new nostalgia pop culture magazine for fans of the 80s and 90s called Retrofied Magazine. And this is a brand new book. It's digital only right now. And their episode zero has just been released and it's totally free. All you have to do is head over to retrofiedmag.com. Just give them your email address and they'll send you a direct link where you can have instant access to that first issue. And this, by the way, I got to tell you, this is not just a fanzine. This is not just, you know, some guys writing a little bit about some pop culture. This is a polished, nice magazine that harkens back to the, the things I liked. Remember when you used to get kids magazines like Dynamite and Bananas back in the day and it was kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. aimed for you? This is like a grown-up version of that for adults that still love that stuff. There's a word search. There's a, there's a hidden logo somewhere in the magazine. If you find it and write them, you want a prize. There's all kinds of cool stuff there. <laughs> cool. And they're model is it's going to be quarterly. The way you subscribe is just going to their Patreon. So it's right there on their page. And it's not the only recurring is it charges you when the new issue comes out. And that's it. If they don't put it out an issue, you don't get charged. So go and check it out. The first one's free. There's no no risk, no hassle. Uh, see if you like it. And if you do, maybe support them. I know they're a great group of guys that run some great yeah. events that we love. Uh, and I'm excited by their new magazine. It's uh, They hope to do a print edition eventually, but they're starting out digital, which, I mean, in my mind, that's a smart way to start a magazine magazine in this modern era because print is struggling. So if you can get there, great, but they're not overextending themselves. So they might have uh, some future in there. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at it. I did a really quick uh, video I dropped uh, on the YouTube channel the other day. If you want to see kind of a peek inside, we'll put a link in the uh, uh, the, the uh, show notes below where you can take mm-hmm. a peek at that. But 
I mean, I'm, if, you, if you, I'll vouch for it. Check it out. It's free. Head over to retrofivemag.com uh, and you can get your first free issue. All right. Before we leave, I do like to take just a moment to give our gratitude to all the folks that support us over on Patreon, literally support us financially, a few bucks every single month to support what we do. And I want to thank you individually, each and every one. <gasps> Thomas, Tony, Adam, Jonathan H., Levi, Blasteter, Stash, Greg, L., Matt, Arlen, Ben, David, Stubaka, Dan, Stu, Monkey, Steen, Slow Mo, Lee, Greg Z, Shelby, Sean, Chad, Marcus, Jason, Mike C., Agile, Dana, Travis, T2, Davis, Mark, and Chet. Amazing human beings. If you would like to join this roster of folks in supporting what we do here on the podcast over on YouTube on the website, George, would you please tell the fourth listeners how they can go about doing that? Absolutely. It's pretty damn simple. All you have to do is go over to <laughs> genasgrownup.com slash Patreon. You click a few buttons. You create an account if you don't already have one. Once you have that account created, all you do is you go to the little buttons next to our name and you hit subscribe. You send us a dollar a month. We love you. You love us. Mm-hmm. $2 a month. We love each other doubly as much. $3 a month gets you into all that behind the scenes footage and tracks and audio and all that fun kind of thing. $5 starts getting you into that swag. And then there's even those crazy $25 a month labels that has been demanded <laughs> by some of our patrons, which gets you a whole bunch of extra influence with the channel, deciding what videos we do next, what projects we tackle, that kind of thing. Yeah. Love it. Well said, George. And uh, yeah, we would love for your support. If you uh, are interested in doing that, head over. Thanks so much to the patrons that do support us here. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another, but next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic to dig in deep on. Mo, what do we got to look forward to next week? We're going to look forward to really looking back to the early days of the internet when pages took minutes to load and they (laughs) didn't put a lot of graphics on things, you know, and you really had to be looking for something to be on there. So that's what we'll be talking about. Yeah, as Gen Xers, we were there for the origin of that and we saw it before we saw it after so we're going to give our insight on that that's next week you don't want to miss that one until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you oh man always fun and fourth listeners we appreciate you most of all and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Well, listen, Mo was prepared and didn't do as well as you. <laughs> Damn. He, he knew his was coming in three takes. <laughs> I mean, facts. That's it. Jesus. Just because I've got the salesman carny side thing going. Carney. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I feel like whenever I'm doing this. Come up, check your weight, check your height, check your age. Win a stuffed little steak. There we go. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. 
wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.